and welcome to the teachings of Co-Church. We want to grow in our relationship with Jesus and help you to do the same. We are passionate about real community, so please reach out to us and connect by visiting our website www.co-church.org or joining us in person every Sunday as we gather. We hope this talk is helpful. We've been looking at the power of gratefulness being grateful or gratitude, we've been looking at the significance of giving thanks, the power of thanksgiving. But let's pray before we actually look at the word this morning. Lord, we ask by your spirit that as we look at your word, which is living, breathing food for our souls, spirit that you would illuminate, that you would highlight so we choose in this moment to open our hearts, fix our thoughts, and receive this word, not just for the person sitting next to us, but Lord, that you would speak directly to us. And so this is a word for every single one of us. May your will be done in and through this word in Jesus' name. So in talking about the, the power of thanksgiving and gratefulness, I just wanted to share how grateful I am. I'm grateful for this new forming community. Um, you know, even at a very practical level, I'm grateful for your patience and grace. I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's been some things happening around the building. We are so fortunate that there is a landlord and owner of the facility that is doing everything they can to fix up, to refresh, to enhance and so over the last few weeks, there's been a whole bunch of building work. It hasn't entirely affected us here on a Sunday, but I just saw May coming back in, um, and it has had a huge impact on them as a school that meets here during the week. So I'm grateful for your grace and patience as well. But, you know, you'll, you'll look around and you might see a few things looking tattered and torn, maybe a few little rubbish elements or building sites. Please just know that this facility is a work in progress, and I'm grateful for your grace with that all. I'm grateful that we can participate in seeing this place being rejuvenated to a degree. I'm grateful for Candy. Candy, who is in everything, does everything, um, who's become like a building site project manager. Uh, I think maybe she's trying to get a job with, with Carl, but we'll, we'll just see. Um, so yeah, Kans, I'm grateful for you and grateful for everything of what you're navigating and what you are bringing to who we are as a community. I'm, I'm grateful to um, you know, Connie and Nolene and Prosper. I'm, I'm grateful that they are here earlier than most. They leave later than most. Zachy, I love it. You can clap. Clap, my boy. Because it is. It's something worth clapping for, man. We're grateful for those guys who, you know, go largely unseen. Um, I think of Connie and Nolene and, and obviously Tam and everything they carry with regards to our children, which I don't know if you would um, appreciate, and I'm sure you do as a parent, there is nothing more precious than our children, particularly in their walk with faith and church. And, and so to have people who are choosing to give of themselves that they would play a role in impacting our family is something I would hope that we would continue to be grateful for and that we would share it and express it 
with them. I'm grateful to God's grace. I'm grateful that in all things, we have the opportunity to shift our perspective towards what is good, towards what is pure, towards what is holy, and that we can see significant transformation taking place. The reason why I felt so strongly to spend some time talking about gratefulness and thanksgiving is because of the time of year that we find ourselves in. The time of the year where um, it is from a calendar perspective coming to that end point of the year, but we would know how intense it can be, whether it's in our business endeavors, it can be intense, whether it's our family life, uh, schooling is is getting fairly intense, and now we're starting to think of what is meant to be the most joyous time of the year, of festivities and life and laughter, but uh, they, they bring their own stresses, right? And with the stresses, with the anxieties, with the collective societal situations that we have to navigate, particularly in a society that loves to highlight bad news, negativity and everything that is wrong, we find ourselves coming into a physical and spiritual posture that is closed. Because of the stresses and the way that our bodies, physically speaking, respond to those, it's inevitable that uh, we come into that place where actually we're far more defensive than we are receptive. And everything of what is in our dynamic with God is only rarely realized through our receptivity. Because God is a generous God. He is a God who because of His love, not because of our effort, not because of our perfection or lack thereof, but because of Him of who He is and of His love, He is so generous towards us and He gives. And there is the greatest gift and we've highlighted and spoken about it and we will never stop speaking about it. It is the good news, but that's to downplay it. It is the greatest news. And that is that when we couldn't make a way for ourselves, Christ entered into the very fabric of humanity, took on all of our stuff, went to a cross and was crucified, but rose again. And in his life, we have new life. And we have life here and now. Life that has the potential for significance and meaning and purpose and also life eternal. That this life in which we live, which to a degree I feel like should be somewhat comforting, this life is but a vapor in the context of eternity. And it's important to keep eternal perspectives, but ultimately that eternity is filled with hope because of Jesus. And we're heading into that time of Christmas and we would know, and hopefully you do know, hopefully this is not gonna be a spoiler alert for all of the adults, but the 25th of December is not the birth date of Jesus. So sorry to disappoint you if you think that's what it is, but we can't be entirely sure around this specific date. And so there is a date for society to celebrate what is known as Christmas. But for us to use a classic Christian cliche, we're putting the Christ back in Christmas. Okay. And so for us, you will see us celebrating the festivity of Christmas. But please know, it is always from a place that Christ is central. Jesus is the reason 
Jesus is what we celebrate and embrace over this time. But why not add to the festivities and joy? But we would appreciate that in talking about Christmas, there is the highlighting and focusing on gifts. And like any gift, a gift is given, not because we've earned it, because then it can't be classified as a gift. And not because we necessarily deserve it, but a gift is given because of the love of the giver. But the power of the gift is only fully realized in us receiving, in us being open. And that's what gratitude and thanksgiving does in our life. It ensures that we come into a spiritual posture, a natural posture that is now more open, suggestible, receptive, that we might see even what the season represents being realized in our life, particularly that good gift of Jesus. There's been one Bible verse that I've wanted us to be anchored in over the last three weeks. Does anyone know what that Bible verse is? Oh, Mike Robert, I can't believe it. Candy was best in class last week. Mike, it's you today. And we've got a prize for you, actually. No, no, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. Next, she's, all of you are going to remember the scripture next week, right? Um, Psalm 100. So I started in looking at the ESV version of Psalm 100. Last week, I said it was the NIV version, but it was actually the ESV because I didn't let Candy know that I was changing my versions. And so there might have been some confusion. Candy, did I even tell you that I was changing version today? Amazing. I'm top of the class. So that's pretty cool. We're going to look at just another version of Psalm 100 quickly, and then we're going to move on, okay? This is from Eugene Peterson's The Message, appreciating who Eugene Peterson was, local church pastor who had the intention to bring the Word of God into a more contemporary manner that his local congregation would receive more of what the language was, but he is an academic or was a scholar, both Greek and Hebrew. This is but a paraphrase, okay? But it brings some good language around the Bible nonetheless. So Psalm 100, this is what it says. On your feet now, applaud. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Know this, God is God and God, God. He made us. We didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him, worship him, for God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. Psalm 100. Please, if you haven't spent time meditating around it, praying around it, spending time in God's presence with it, by all means, take a moment this week. Get it into your hearts and into your spirits. When you think of um, what would be a typical bodily function when being grateful or giving thanks, 
kind of occurs here somewhere. Typically, the facial muscles of our face, <laughs> the facial muscles of our face, that sounds, it's good English. Um, but typically, we have a smile, right? So I'm going to ask you a huge favor, even if it's weird. Just turn to your left and right and give somebody the big pearly whites. Just give them just a big smile, like, like smile. Just big pearly whites, okay? Actually, Tandanani, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out. Just Tandanani, please come here, please. Just Because I'm telling you now, if there's anybody who exemplifies a smile, it's you. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Just stand here, but look at me. Look at me, okay? Now turn around to everybody. Keep smiling. <laughs> Honestly, best smile in the business, okay? Um, and, and what we've just seen is that some of us took the smile up a notch and we brought some laughter into the room as well. Um, there is something biologically significant about smiling and about laughter. There's actually research that tells us that smiling and then laughing has a significant positive impact in our well-being as a person, both physically and in our soul, in our minds. Here are a few things that takes place in our body when we smile or when we laugh. It improves our immune system. It helps with blood pressure. It decreases stress. It helps with our coping skills. It could even be a burst of exercise. I guess that's the proper belly laugh, right? Like, I mean, just look at a few people with some abs. Maybe they laugh a lot. Who knows? But it is. It's a burst of exercise. It helps us with our blood sugar levels. Did you know that laughing or smiling can be a pain relief? It can help with pain in our physical bodies. Um, you know, the cool thing about smiling or laughing is that our brains are made up of things called mirror neurons. And what those mirror neurons do is they mirror what we see in other people. Quite often we can think of our eyes, the vision that we have, as being separate body parts to our brains. But all they actually are are extensions of our brains. Eyes are literally our brains on our face. <laughs> They're like this gateway straight into the very core of who we are. But there's something when we see in another, our brains are designed in such a manner that we will tend to mirror what we see in someone else. So Tandanani, when we see you smile, there's something going on in our brain that wants to mirror that beautiful smile that you have. And it's contagious. There's a, a Coca-Cola advert. There's a guy who goes onto, it must be in New York City or a public transport train or something. He's got his headphones in and he's watching something on a tablet and then he just bursts out laughing on the train. And they've 
obviously set it up in such a way that they film it. And, and this guy goes into like this outrageous, somewhat awkward to begin with laughter. But what you see is how contagious it is. And it is, it's, it's, it's our brains firing and seeing something in someone else that brings about a sense of replication in it. And so your smile not only impacts you in a positive way, it impacts other people as well. And that sense of being grateful and bringing a smile and having some laughter and bringing our thoughts onto things that are joyous and praiseworthy and good and hope-filled, those things all have such a positive part to play in our lives, but also in amongst the community that we find ourselves in. Church should be a place of laughter. And I love how Eugene Peterson says it, which is scriptural when you look at the other references, that laughter is a starting point. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into the presence of God. Enter by the password, thank you. And that's what we've highlighted, that this sense of gratitude, being grateful and expressing thanksgiving, may it be a starting point before we see what we might be thankful for, instead of waiting for it to be something that is afterwards. So we enter by thanksgiving. We start by giving praise. It does good things in us. It does good things around us. I want to go to another passage of Scripture this morning. It's found in 1 Thessalonians, verse 5. Sorry, chapter 5, verse 16. I'm reading from the NIV version. We have to remember the Bible was and is specific words inspired by God to specific and real people. And I only say that to tell you that quite often we can read it and we can have a disconnect from it because we almost feel as if it's so generic in its wording or in its allocation, in its direction. But if we appreciate more than ever that these words were written to people like you and I, yes, time and space different. In other words, a few thousand years prior to this moment right now. But if there's anything that we learn from history, is that the methods might change, but the condition of humanity stays fairly similar. And we all deal with the same things in different forms, but at the heart, people are navigating strife and challenge and difficulty. And so when the Apostle Paul is writing to a church community, of which we are, he's speaking to real people, navigating real things, very similar to what we might be navigating. And I love how specific this is. No matter what it is that life presents to us, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you 
in Christ Jesus. You know that it's very, very difficult to be um, angry and thankful at the same time. Just last week, and you know, nothing like a bit of real talk in church, but just last week, um, let's just say Tam and I, on our drive to church, didn't have the most amicable of drives. Obviously, I was wrong. And so had to deal with that at the same time. But I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, isn't this classic? I'm, I'm speaking and teaching on being grateful and thankful and expressing my thanksgiving. And here I am having just an in-depth debate with my life's partner, you know? Um, and I, I came away from a moment. It's amazing how you can literally be sitting next to the person like here driving, but everything is just like there's a wall here. Like, do not cross that wall, you know? Like, and now I'm having to start to think about what I'm going to say in church. And I'm like... I'm just going to tell people how to be thankful, grateful. You know, I have one of those moments where I'm like, okay, am I going to be Mr. Hypocrite? Or am I going to get real in this scenario? And so in my mind, I have to say I'm not yet mature enough where in the moment I actually said it to my wife. But in my mind, I started to be thankful for my marriage. I started to be thankful for my relationship. I started to be thankful for my wife. I started to rehearse just a sense of gratitude. And, and it's amazing how in that moment when there is conflict or tension, how everything can close down and shut down. But as you choose to consciously give effort to gratitude and thanksgiving, it's very difficult to be angry and thankful at the same time. It's also very difficult to be worried and have a smile on your face at the same time. And it's a scenario of, okay, is it the chicken or the egg? Are we uh, happy and then smile, or do we smile and then be happy? Well, it can be both. In other words, we can smile ourselves into being happy even when we don't necessarily start with feeling like we are. Because the amazing thing about our body, and it's something that I've been sharing over a little while, is that we actually don't have the ability to recognize time and space. Our bodies simply operate based on what our mind might be communicating to us. And if we choose consciously, which we can, by the way, we have the ability to arrest our thoughts and to be intentional about what we are thinking on, you know, thoughts are like trains. You, you, you choose to get on and get off. And if you're going in the wrong direction, you can get off that thought and get onto a new one. And so in this ability to do so, we can actually train our biological bodies to experience what our mind might be thinking on. 
And remember, this is not us trying to put our head in the sand and pretending like nothing is going on or life is so easy and so, yes, I'm just happy all the time. But this is about choosing to be purposeful to position us in a posture of receptivity. And so even when things are getting tense, even when circumstances are difficult, even when we face trial and challenge, we have the power to bring us into a posture of receiving what God might want to do. And it's very simple things. So just think about it for a moment. What is in this last week? Because life is life, right? I'm pretty sure there has been something that has stressed you out or caused you worry. I think about our lives and, and we have as much worry or anxiety as anybody, you know? Think about it. I, I, I want you to get a little bit worried in church. Now, I want you to smile. Like smile. Like put a big beaming Tandanani smile on. I'm telling you now, it is difficult to be worried and smile at the same time. And it's amazing the difference it makes in our life. And we're not naive. We're not trying to, like I said, pretend like nothing's going on. But I love how Paul is encouraging the people of Thessalonica in Greece to rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Not for five minutes on a Sunday or, you know, like once a week or it has to be in a specific location. If that is, it's, it's cool. But pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. Give thanks in the good. Give thanks in the bad. But give thanks in all circumstances. See the positive. See the good. See the grace. See and be grateful. Thank you for connecting with us. If you have any questions about today's teaching or anything else, please email us on hello at co-church.org or visit us on our website on www.co-church.org. We gather in person every Sunday here in Umklali on the north coast of KwaZulu-Natal and you are so welcome to join us. Until next time, my name is Chloe Mklongo. Jehovah Magabusis, Agulondo Lose, Magakani Subusubaki Pesquak. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you.